Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. How are you? I hope you are having a great day. As always, if it's not Monday, whenever you're listening, I am so grateful that you're here. And um, I am recording in a different location, so hopefully the audio is still clear and easy. Clear. There you go. It's still very easy to hear on your end. Let's hope so. Um But y'all, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful that you're here. I hope you're having a good day. Can I just make a request? If you're walking when you're listening to this, if you are cleaning the dishes, if you are on your way somewhere, if it's the background while you're doing something else, will you just pause for a moment, okay? And we're going to take a deep breath together. Ready? One, two, three. (sighs) Okay. All right. Y'all ready to begin? Okay, so last week, the word we talked about was the word little. And we talked about how when we trust God a lot, or when we are willing to give God our little, which is often how we feel, or what we feel like we are giving Him, we feel like it's too small, too minute, too insignificant, which is why so many times we disqualify ourselves, right? Or what we have to give. And so we talked about when we are willing to give our little, that God can do a lot. As long as we are willing to give him that and trust him a lot. So if you didn't listen, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, I needed it. Honestly, this week again, I could listen and it would probably, or I know it would be helpful. And so I'm excited to dig in this week. Um, This word is challenging, you guys. It is important. It is crucial, especially right now. And I think it's going to challenge all of us wherever we find ourselves. So before we dig in, let's refocus together, okay? So F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. Another deep breath. Okay. All right, so now that we are refocused, okay, so this week we are talking about the word, you ready for it? Honesty. Honesty. It's a big word. And as I was thinking through this word and just realized and and making a list of things that prevent our honesty, just trying to think about how to talk about it with y'all, and then thinking about things that help us practice honesty, um, it was really funny how they kind of coordinated together like they they worked in tandem it was like we have these things that prevent our honesty but if we would do just flip it on its back and do this other thing it would help us practice honesty so it's almost like for each symptom that there was a treatment that helps us heal towards what God wants for us which is an honest life that's what he wants to work with and also before we get started you know a lot of these things you may think yeah I already know that But my challenge and my thought process for you and for I in this, especially this podcast, is okay, so 
where are you on or why are you not implementing this wisdom and where are you at in this and where in your life is honesty not fully present and why and I think that we could all say especially as we dig into this and we think a little bit deeper on it that when we say this immediately something comes to mind a situation a conversation a stronghold something in which we know we often haven't been honest with ourselves first and foremost so I just want to blanket the canvas take a deep breath you know, we're only holding ourselves back. So as we listen to a podcast about honesty, let's be willing to be honest about it, okay? So the first thing, the first thing that prevents us from being honest is that we are afraid of what others will think. Ugh, y'all, why is this such a thing for us? It is such a holdup. For most of the population in one way or another. And can I tell you something? People aren't thinking about you or I nearly as much as you're thinking about you or as I'm thinking about me, right? We're always in our own heads. Our worlds tend to revolve around ourselves. We tend to interpret situations as how will this affect my life? When something's wrong with us, it feels like a scarlet letter. But that is the situation for, because we're all covered in flesh, for most people. So we tend to have this very orbital view of things. You know, we view situations in a very selfish manner. And so we tend to externalize that view on other people and assume that if we notice something, if we're struggling with something, if we feel like this way, then certainly they see it and certainly they're judging us for it, right? But I want you to, I want to do an exercise really quick. I want you to think about a time in the past, say over two years ago, okay? When you were basing what you did off of what other people thought. Like when was a time that you made a decision based on what someone else thought or you did it out of fear of what they would think if you didn't do it, okay? Do you even remember what it was, A, the specifics? And B, can you see now looking back How little their opinion helped you or mattered as far as your long-term health, happiness, and pursuit of holiness. Y'all, you see, when when we think about the long game, and we've talked about this so many times with different podcasts, when we see things from an eternal perspective, we see how little and how minute and how silly and how trivial it is to base our decisions and our priorities and what we do in our lives on the opinions of those around us. You see, when we allow the opinions of others to consume our lives, we place the burden on our shoulders that there is always something else to prove. I would bet that if you're exhausted, if you feel like you're striving, if you feel like you can't measure up, it's because your standards are not based on the one who made you. I would bet that you are worried and concerned about what others will think about the way that you look, about the way that your life looks, about your reputation, about a status that you long to achieve, about notoriety, about whatever it is, this value system, right? We tend to care and that's one way that we don't practice honesty is that we 
what prevents us is that we are afraid of what others will think. But a cure for this or a way that we can practice counteracting that is by practicing valuing what Jesus, valuing Jesus's opinion the most. So here's the deal. Getting honest is just the beginning, right? It's just the, the beginning because we can be honest and still be wrong. Or we can be honest and realize we still aren't prioritizing Jesus or his ways. So how do we cure caring what others think? By deciding to live an honest, righteous way. So not just getting honest, but living in an honest manner. Which we will only do if we care the most about what Jesus says. And the more that we can implement this, the more that we can walk in a righteous manner, and I mean this in the day in and day out events, right? Those little details, the more that we will realize that it truly is what will allow us to flourish. Because here's the deal, y'all. The more that we value the opinion of Jesus, the more we trust that he deals with the opinions of others. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The more that we value the opinion of Jesus, the more we trust that he deals with the opinions of others. Also, isn't it funny how we often let the criticism of people who we are not close to and we would not take their advice be the criticism that hurts us the most? Matthew 10, 28 says, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And yes, that sounds like a very intense scripture. And it is meant to be an intense scripture. Because here's the deal, y'all, is it truly can cripple our lives. If we let others determine what we do. And here's also the very crippling reality, and it's also the beautiful thing, is that when we get to heaven and we stand before Jesus, none of those people who we took their opinions into consideration, none of those people who we said, well, they pressured us, none of those people who we felt like we were under the microscope of, none of those people will be with us. So for the rest of our lives, we will have eternity, and we get to take his opinion and to our highest consideration, and actually do something that matters here. You see, the more that we value the opinion of Jesus, the greater we understand that contentment, peace, and joy has always been found in putting him first. So I'm going to each, in each one of these, like the, the what prevents us, what how, well, how we can practice that, and then I'm going to end with a question. So my question for you on this one is, Will you put the largest weight on his opinion of you and be willing to risk the opinions of others to please him? It's a big question. I'm going to ask it again. Will you put the largest weight on his opinion of you and be willing to risk the opinions of others to please him? First Chronicles 29, 17 says, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Man, scripture is just like, it's so solid. (laughs) It's so solid. If you can, go read that scripture for yourself because I truly think seeing those words is really powerful. It's 1 Chronicles 29, 17. Okay, moving on. Next one. What is the next thing that prevents us from, from walking in honesty? The first one. 
is that we are afraid of what others will think. The second one is that we are ashamed that we are still in this place. Oftentimes we've convinced other people that we've gotten further than we had or you know, we're, we're showing this life that we have, but really we're in this place where we're struggling in a certain area, right? And, and, and we are so ashamed of it. And I can speak from it, really, honestly, a lot of experience on this one. Um, it's probably the biggest stronghold of my life, and I am definitely going to do a podcast on it, several at some point. But, you know, what really held me in that place at the time was shame. I was so terrified to let people in because I had convinced myself that I would not still be where I was, right? I was trying so hard and my, my efforts were honest. I was, I had just was struggling so much and I was fighting alone. And the reason that I was fighting alone, and I really wasn't fighting alone, right? I had people that, that knew that I didn't even realize that knew that were conceding, that were interceding on my behalf and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And, and I had people in my life and I can look back and see that, but I thought I was alone. And the reason why I thought I was alone is that shame keeps us isolated. And being isolated makes us feel lonely. And people who feel lonely rarely can see God's promises and potential for their lives. Y'all, but here's the deal with honesty is when we are honest, we destroy the false assumptions we have created for other people. How many times in your life, I know I've done it so many times, I create a script for other people and I write a play in my mind, a storyline, and I expect that when it plays out, it's going to look like that. So, so many times my fear and my struggle and my anxiety and my shame, all of that is based on this content, this context of a story that has yet to be written, but the enemy has gotten in my mind and I have assumed that this is what they think of me or this is my lot or this is where it's going to end up. And can I tell you how many times I've been right? Zero. (laughs) It's never looks. It never looks like what I think it is because God's provision is crazy and his grace is magnificent and his people step up to the plate. So shame, oh, I just can't stand it. And it's such a tactic of the enemy. So how can we practice being honest in this way? How can, what is a cure for not being ashamed that we're still in the place that we are in a certain area? I would say, ask yourself if there are some things your own heart and mind that you're not being honest about. And have you accepted his grace? You know, I realized for me in particular with my situation that the sooner I could accept God's grace for being where I still was, okay, not an not a idealized point or a, a point that I wanted to still, you know, convince others and truly forget other people, really my own heart that I was further, the sooner that I realized, hey, clear, this is where you're actually at here. And guess what? It's okay. The sooner that I accepted God's grace for that particular coordinate, like that exact spot, the sooner and quicker he could help me progress to where he wanted to take me and where I longed to be. Y'all, grace is truly healing balm for our souls. We absolutely will not measure up like ever, ever. God was honest about that all throughout scripture, especially in the book of Romans. But this is why he says, that's why I sent my son. The grace of God is all encompassing. 
It's all-inclusive and it's all-powerful. There is truly no ground that it doesn't cover. Can I tell you that I'm sure it often goes this way with strongholds or anything where shame has a voice in our lives when we don't want to practice honesty. What it continually whispers is this. You're the exception. Okay? Don't open up. You're the exception. People won't understand. Stay where you are. Don't walk in the light. That's what it says because it wants you to stay there. But when we are honest, the grace of God, I promise you, it will not fail you. It has yet to fail me and I know that it never will. He has a long track record, a proven track record in that area. It's the greatest mystery of our lives. And so my question for you in this area about not being ashamed that we're still in this place and how we can accept his grace for this and move forward and get honest is this. Will you be honest about where you are so that he can help you advance to where he wants to lead you? Okay, will you be honest about where you are right in this place? Psalm 22, 5 says, To you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. I promise you that Jesus Christ the living God Almighty, King of Kings, Rescuer, Son of David, Lamb of like He He will not put you to shame. I promise. He will not put you to shame. You can trust that. Okay, so the first reason that we tend to um, avoid honesty is that we are afraid of what others will think. Duh. Second one is we are ashamed that we are still in this place. The third one is that we fear being known for who we truly are. Y'all, like, and this is going to sound kind of, I don't, is the word psychedelic? I don't even know. But truly, like, who are we? You know, I would, I would venture to ask, does anyone in your life know the full extent of your deepest, darkest secrets besides Jesus himself? Not like just the glossed over label, but the nitty gritty details that make you Think it's still too messy, too dirty, too bad to share with anyone else. Does anybody know those details about you? You see, I think the big problem with social media, it's not social media itself. Y'all, really, it's quite an amazing, inspiring tool. It's the perception that we create of ourselves and the one we assume from other people. And this causes all of our relationships to suffer is because we we have this um, this fear. We have this innate desire, right, to want to be known and desire intimacy, and yet it's we constantly put so much effort into making sure that other people don't see our true selves. We place such a high price on authenticity, and yet we are all still deathly afraid of it. Also, I think the longer that we go without sharing or opening up, the easier it becomes to leave out the things we don't prefer about ourselves or our stories. Like, it's kind of like if, if you've already always operated in that way or it's how you are in friendships or you're used to having, say, it's a pool and you're used to hanging out in four feet of water, well, that's just kind of what you get used to. You make a life there. You get comfortable there. But you were created to swim the deep end, right? Like that's what your soul yearns for. That's what you feel like you're missing. That's what you know that you're missing. So if you want an authentic friendship, y'all, we're going to have to be honest 
about who we are if we want to be known for who we are. We're going to have to be honest about where we've been. And we're going to have to be honest about where we hope to go. We are the ones who suffer when we placate the notion that we have real friendships, but they're centered on false identities or filters. It is the very reason that they lack the peace we long to have in Christ-centered community. Okay, so it does us no good to placate other than impressing people which last like a millisecond and then they're moving on, right? But that authentic friendship and, com- and relationship and community that we want, we have to be willing to get honest. And so how can we let people in? What's a way that, what's our cure? What's our, what is something that can help us stop fearing being known for who we truly are? I would say that we would practice desiring intimacy more than we fear vulnerability. Okay, and I can genuinely say that my deepest, greatest, richest friendships are those that have heard the ugly and they are, they're still there. <laughs> Shout out to you guys, right? Like they are still there through the hard and they still choose to stand by my side. We all want those, but the truth about intimacy is you have to fight for it. And you know what I've realized is that sometimes we are scared to share or invest in those who do not have like a covenant or a blood relationship with us like a friend. Because why would they choose to accept us and love us and help us work through things if they didn't have to? Sometimes we feel like our family has to, right? But such is the importance of trusted community. You see, the thing with being in the family of Jesus is that he shed his blood so that we could all have connection with others. We are all truly brothers and sisters, and I mean that in the least contrite, basic, Christianese manner. It is the family of God. And so we are all truly brothers and sisters in Jesus. So to not see it as that way is shorting the sacrifice that Jesus died for. And even when it's been hard, y'all, I really can say, and I genuinely stepped back and thought about it for this podcast as I was thinking about honesty and my friendships especially, I have never regretted being vulnerable with a friend. There have been times, now don't get me wrong, there have been times when it was really hard and it was uncomfortable, okay? But I would rather be honest and have the chance to form a bridge with someone that is truly walkable and lasting than live closed off and build walls. And here's also something that I think is that if being honest about your brokenness makes someone think less of you, then they don't need to be a part of your pursuit to wholeness. They they probably aren't the best part. I don't mean that you shouldn't love them or that you should be ugly to them, but if they make if your honesty turns them away, then they probably don't need to be a part of your pursuit to wholeness, right? That could be pretty toxic in your pursuit. So my question to you is this, is in this in this desire to in, to desire or in this quest to desire intimacy more than we fear our vulnerability. My question is this, will you allow your authentic self to show up so that you can be known for who you really are? Will you allow vulnerability to take priority? over your pride and that's a big question very easy to say yeah of course but really think about it like really really think about what you are willing to sacrifice second corinthians 6 11 through 13 says we have spoken freely to you corinthians our heart our heart is wide open 
You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, widen your hearts also. And Paul basically right here is saying, hey, we've been vulnerable. Like we are not, you, he says, you are not restricted by us. Like we, we, want, we want to usher you in. We want to encourage you. We want to edify you and welcome you. You are restricted in your own affections, a.k.a. the walls that you've built and the bricks that you've added are what are keeping you from experiencing this promise. So widen your hearts also. I think we could really take Paul's advice into consideration. Um, the next one that we're going to talk about, so let's, re- let's review. What are several things that keep us from being honest? The first one, we are afraid of what others will think. The second one, we are ashamed that we are still in this place. The third one is that we fear being known for who we truly are. And the fourth one is that we don't want to damage the reputation or image we have cultivated for ourselves. This goes along with, you know, how we fear what others think. But I really think I wanted to highlight this because I think in the world of social media, and it's just our world, that we tend to create and respond to a world that doesn't really talk about or focus on our lows or the hard stuff or the things we wish that we could change about our lives, a.k.a. all the stuff that we're not truly honest about. And I don't mean like honest as in like the icing version. I mean like the deep, deep underneath the iceberg, okay? And isn't it weird how when we have painted ourselves a certain way, okay, we feel a strong allegiance to remain that person, We would rather spend our energy trying to upkeep this false image of ourselves than be who we really are and hope they accept us. Essentially what this means is that we would rather live deceived than do the hard work to live delivered. And y'all, this is all due to this sneaky monster called pride. And yes, it is a monster because it destroys from the inside out and it dresses itself up as something that's often even desirable and it's so not and it loves to keep us puffed up seeking our own power so that we don't tap into God's power for our lives and I think one of the most powerful ways um, that we do this is through self-deception like if we can convince ourselves that everything is fine or that blank is true about us then we don't have to deal with the brokenness we know is present And I know this is really deep, but I mean, I can't have a podcast about honesty and not talk about being honest with ourselves because to be honest, I think that's the biggest struggle. The crazy part about deception is that we often believe ourselves, y'all. We are really good at believing ourselves. And, And the truth is, is because we want it to be true. That thing that we're convincing ourselves that we are or that our lives look like this or that you know, we are following Jesus in this manner or that we're doing this or that. We know it's honorable and so we want to convince ourselves that it's true. But it, but our, the anxiety often comes up to the fork in the road of knowing the separation of what's honest and what we claim, right? And so that gap is where we often find our anxiety. You see, pride convinces us to pursue pleasure and comfort, living in deception, but humility, which is like, y'all know, my jam, is like, or that's our secret weapon. It encourages us to be honest and vulnerable, walking in deliverance. Proverbs 12, says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people 
who are trustworthy. So how do we practice? How, what, what can we practice that can counteract this desire to, or this fear of damaging our reputation or the image we've cultivated? A way that we can practice and kind of counteract this is that we can practice being honest in the little things. Like we can focus on, and another thing is that we can really heavily focus on the reputation of Jesus and we can forego our own, aka we, we become way more God conscious than we are self-conscious, right? And the more that we practice being honest and the more that we watch that play out in those little ways, y'all, those little, those little things, it's the little things that we realize, wow, okay, honesty really is the way to go. So much of it is being, as Proverbs calls it, as I just read, a person who's trustworthy. Like that is what I think our hearts desire so much. And where anxiety comes from is when we know we are not being someone who is considered trustworthy in any area of our lives. Also, when we care the most about heaven, so when we are eternally minded and extending his family, we, the less we care about things that don't matter here, right? So the more that we get our eyes focused on heaven, the less we will just naturally care about our reputation because we know it's like the dust. Like it's, we are here today and gone tomorrow. Psalm 51, 6 says, Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being. And you teach me wisdom in this secret heart. God is all about our inward being. Y'all, can I tell you something? He does not care about the impressive reputation that we cultivate on this earth. He does not need the accolades to know the value that he's already put in us. All these things that we often toil and exhaust ourselves to do. I think a lot of times Jesus steps back and says, hey, can I be honest with you? I didn't even need you to do that. Or, hey, can I be honest with you? How about you don't worry about creating a resume to prove others that you follow me and you just follow me? Can you spend your time loving me instead of talking about loving me? It, there is a difference, right? It's that religion versus relationship and not that they're separate, but just really allowing ourselves to live an honest life. And know our Savior. So um, I'm going to end with one more. So let's review. This will be five things. Okay, five things that keep us from being honest. The first one is we are afraid of what others will think. The second is that we are ashamed that we are still in this place. The third is that we fear being known for who we truly are. The fourth is that we don't want to damage the reputation or image we have cultivated for ourselves. And the fifth one is that we are scared of being hurt or hurting others. You know, honestly, this last one, that's pretty fair and very realistic. Because the reality is, is y'all, we're human. And when we are honest with ourselves and each other, hurt is bound to be present. I would love to say and give you a scripture and say that's not what's going to happen. But more, more likely than not, especially when you're brushing up against people who may not be concerned with following Jesus, being honest is going to be hard. And there will be some hurt there. But it is always lavished and packaged in grace. Jesus was never honest apart from being loving. And that's, very, that's a very different that's always going to be received differently, right? 
And a big thing about being honest is that I think we often convince ourselves that we are doing someone a favor by not being honest. When really we are keeping ourselves comfortable so that we don't have to confront what's hard. I am definitely guilty of this. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep the peace. But the peace I knew was temporary. I knew the conversation needed to be had. I knew the situation needed to be addressed. I knew there was an elephant in the room and eventually something was going to take a toll. Oftentimes, too, we bottle up and we don't get honest about certain things because we don't want to be hurt. We know the risk of opening ourselves up and that we would allow others to respond. And we know that heartbreak or hurt or rejection or um, gossip or whatever it is, like, y'all, where there's vulnerability and honesty and intimacy, like we talked about earlier, all these beautiful and rich things. Hurt is absolutely a possibility and a probability because we are human. But it is also the gateway to experiencing the richness of Jesus, a way that we can practice kind of counteracting this fear of being hurt or being or hurting others with honesty is to put a higher price tag on integrity than we have on pain. I'm going to say that again because I really want you to get it, okay? Put a higher price tag on integrity than on pain. Trust that the long-term healing is worth any temporary pain you must endure. Because let's be honest, what good does it do to put a band-aid on something that needs surgery? You know, that seems like a poor analogy physically, but that's, that's what we do. That's what we do is we tend to try and just blanket it and, and stay comfortable because immediately anytime fear comes up and we think that we can practice self-preservation, y'all, that's often what we will do. But living an honest life says, hey, I know my value system. And I far more value the integrity of the Lord than I do this temporary pain or this temporary discomfort, discomfort that I'm about to experience. You know, this coincides, like I said, with my point about vulnerability, but It's the relationships that I know the other person will be honest with me. And often, y'all, like, that has not felt good. But those are the ones that I treasure and trust the most. So my encouragement to you is be willing to experience the temporary discomfort honesty might require so that you can pursue the eternal reward that honesty offers. You know, see, Jesus, here's the thing is Jesus only wants the honest version of you and me. That's all he wants. He cannot help heal or hold the filtered version until you and I are willing to come into the light, until we're willing to welcome the light and get honest about where we are. Can he take it and say, hey, take my hand. I have somewhere I want to show you. Proverbs 10, 9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely. I love that term, walks securely. Isn't that what we want? But whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. You know, every week in the devotional, there is a focus tip, and I share this every week. Y'all know the drill. If you listen at all, you know this is coming. Um, This week's is this. Is there a hard, are y'all ready for this? Okay. Is there a hard conversation you need to have? This is the week to do just that. God loves you and he loves the truth. Be bold. Ask God to be with you and be honest. 
And y'all, I just want to piggyback on that. That hard conversation could be with a friend that there's been something going on and you've just stuffed it down because you didn't want to make the air uncomfortable. It could be with a spouse where there's been a wound that you've had and you have not wanted to address it because you're tired and you don't have time. And frankly, you just don't want to deal with it. But you know that it's building and it's building and it's building and you know that's not good for your relationship. Or maybe it's a conversation with someone where you want to get honest about something you're walking through and you've convinced everyone around you that it's not a struggle and you're struggling and you need a hand to pull you up and say, hey, that's not where you live anymore. Let me remind you of who you are. Or it's a hard conversation about um, just wanting to get honest about some things in your life or where you want to go. You know, reintroducing yourself. I was talking to a friend recently and she was like, I'm just struggling because how am I going to kind of reintroduce myself to this group of people that they think I'm one way and I really want to be another. It's like you do just that. Probably looks a whole lot like, whole lot like Jesus. And he'll help you, right? One day at a time. That's all we can do is one day at a time, show up with integrity and be honest about who our God is and what he is inside of us. So I'm going to end with the Monday prayer. If you can, close your eyes. If not, um, I just hope this encourages you. And I'm so grateful, so grateful that you're here. Here we go. Take a deep breath. Dear Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. I am so grateful for the beginning of another week with you. My feet hit the floor and reminders of your faithfulness flooded my heart. How is it that you keep choosing to pursue me despite myself? Will you help me accept the grace you have given me to begin again? Earning it is never a possibility. I just desire to respond to it as I glorify you. Show me how to surrender in all the little moments this week. I want to prioritize your will and your word, knowing that they are where I find life. Help me break free from the fear of being known for who I truly am. You made me, and what you made is good. Guide me in being authentic. Thank you for removing all the pressure and expectations that accompany living up to a certain image or reputation. Your opinion is all that matters. I want to live an honest life, one that is pure and delights in loving you. Remove my shame and replace it with grace. Living in your light, you make me radiant, Father. My vulnerability does not scare you away. Steer me towards friendships that edify my God-given identity. Thank you for the intimacy and honesty and hope they provide. They are honey to my soul. I enter this week dedicated to pursuing truth and honesty, even when it's hard. In the loving, truth-telling, and grace-giving name of Jesus, amen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love those prayers. Isn't it cool when you read a prayer out loud? So that's on the clearly stated Instagram. If you do not follow me, I do one of those every Monday. And you can always go and screenshot it. Um, and also, if you are on our email list, we email out the Monday prayer so you can forward it to anybody, you know, that you want to encourage. And also include like this story graphic. So if you wanted to put it as a background on your phone, which is what I do every week. It just helps me, that that language, it's almost like just really good accountability every time I pick up my phone. So 
Anyway, I hope this encouraged you. If it did, would you mind sharing to your stories or telling a friend or a family member and tagging me or leaving a review um, and a rating? Those are so helpful. I know that I say that, and I'm just trying to remind myself to say it because um, it frankly feels silly asking y'all sometimes. It's really helpful and just blesses me to know that it's meeting you where you're at and it's encouraging your heart. So thank you for being here. I just challenge y'all to go have those conversations to go out and not be afraid. Like, do not be afraid to be honest. You have the God of the entire universe who has your back, who's fighting for you, and who knows your thoughts before you even say them. You won't surprise him, and you will not let him down. So go out there, live in the light, know that you are so loved, and we will see you next week.